Welcome once again to Beside the Burn, the daily podcast from Burnside Presbyterian Church. This is the one for Thursday and uh, this week we're following our new pattern. Monday to Wednesday we've been looking at passages linked to what we uh, were studying on Sunday in church. That was looking for shadows of Jesus in the tabernacle. Each Thursday we're going to tackle a a question uh, that you have uh, sent in to me. And uh, today we're going to do that. Tomorrow then is the Friday Book Club. We're going to be looking at the book Gentle and Lowly. Details are in the blog. And uh, we're going to take four to six weeks to uh, just work through the book. So that gives you plenty of time to get it, plenty of time to read along. And uh, hopefully each week I'll encourage you with another little bit of the book and Uh, help you understand uh, what's being said. Today we're going to look together at 2 Corinthians 12 verses 1 to 10. We're going to read the passage uh, together. Uh, But the question that I was asked was, what does Paul mean when he talks about the third heaven? How many heavens are there? What is the third heaven? Why is Paul so concerned about it? So we're just going to take our time today and have a little think about that and see what God would have to say to us. So the verse in question is verse 2 of 2 Corinthians 12. So let's read the passage and then uh, see what we can make sense of. Paul here is writing to the Corinthian church and he says, I must go on boasting. Although there is nothing to be gained, I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain, so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say, or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest in me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Amen. So the context of this part of 2 Corinthians is that Paul is trying to show the church members in Corinth what they should be concerned about in their lives. They shouldn't be trying to get experiences 
that are better than the other people around them and then going around boasting about those experiences that they've had, those spiritual situations that they've been in. It would be like someone nowadays going around and uh, and saying, uh, you know, it would be like Paul writing to a church where the church members are all trying to be better than each other and one's been saying, oh, I've had this great vision from God and oh, God has spoken to me whenever I've been fasting and praying or whenever I was doing this, uh, I had a, such a close encounter with God and so on, so on. And Paul's saying here in this passage, look, it's futile boasting in these things. If you want to boast about anything, you should really boast in your weaknesses. Because then you are showing Jesus Christ to be the Almighty One. If you're boasting in how weak you are and how unskilled you are at something then really you are shining the light away from yourself and you're shining it on Jesus Christ. You're saying, look, I can't do any of these things in my own strength, but it's Jesus that is doing them. I can hardly string two words together, but it's Jesus who gives me the ability to speak. Paul is saying here that physically he has huge problems and those huge problems show that it's Jesus Christ who's working through him. It's Jesus that enables him to travel and Jesus who enables him uh, to go on these great missionary journeys. But Paul is also saying to the church members, I'm not saying all this because I'm less than you. I'm not saying these things because I don't have anything to boast about. In fact, if you want to get down to that side of things, I've actually got far more to boast about than any of you in the Corinth church. And in this way, Paul begins the passage in verse 1, says, I must go on boasting. And in other words, he, he, he's almost going against his own nature here. And he's saying, I don't want to boast, but just to put you guys in your place and to show you how pointless boasting is, I'm going to tell you about something that happened to me. And this is, this is greater than any experience that any of you have ever had but that's not what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to talk about my weaknesses. And what is it that Paul talks about? Well, he talks about going to the third heaven, being caught up to the third heaven. And he does that in verse 2. But again, Paul, not wanting to boast too much about himself, talks about this person in the third person, as if it's somebody else that was caught up to heaven, as if it's somebody else that this has happened to. And he says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. So here's an experience that Paul had 14 years ago, and it has stuck with him. And it has been precious to him that this happened to him. 
But what does he mean by the third heaven? Well, he's not trying to say that, look, there are three different layers to heaven. And I'm so special that I was taken to the third level. I'm so important that that's where God took me to. No, that's not the idea here. What Paul is talking about is basically saying this third heaven that he's talking about is the place where God dwells. Whenever you read the Bible, the word heaven describes um, a few different places. First of all, uh, whenever you talk about the heavens, sometimes that just means that the atmosphere above us, the, the sky above us. Then sometimes whenever you're speaking about the heavens, you're going beyond that and you're going into space and you are in the realm of the planets and the stars that is sometimes described as the heavens. But then there's another layer on top, the third heaven as it were, the place where God dwells. And this is where Paul has been taken. And this is where he encounters God. And he doesn't tell us too much about this encounter because he said that he's not allowed to. It's inexpressible, the things that he saw. No one's permitted to talk about it. But he's just saying, look, this happened to me and yet that's not what I'm boasting in. I'm going to tell you about my weaknesses. And he talks specifically about a thorn in the flesh in verse 7 that was sent to him. And this was to stop him becoming conceited. This was to remind him, okay, Paul, you've had this great experience, but just remember it has come about not because of who you are, but because of who Christ is. And we need to remember that in our own lives, that anything that we achieve is because of what Christ has done on us rather than ourselves. Paul doesn't elaborate again what the thorn in his flesh is. It's maybe his turmoil thinking about the way that he persecuted the church. It may be his opponents who are always um, against him. Or it may just be a physical affliction that he's had. And, and most commentators seem, seem to think that it is some sort of physical condition that he has because a thorn in the flesh would seem to suggest physical rather than spiritual. So maybe poor eyesight, maybe he had malaria, maybe he had migraine headaches. We're, we're not told what it is, but there's something there, a constant reminder to Paul of his weakness and that he has to trust in Christ. And that's what we're encouraged to do. In our weaknesses, trust in Christ. Whenever we are struggling, trust in Christ. If we want to boast about anything and tell people about Jesus Christ, we say, look how poor I am and look at the riches that Christ has. And that is why, for Christ's sake, Paul says, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So I hope that helps you. I hope it hasn't confused you too much. I hope it has genuinely helped you today. And as we come to finish our time together in prayer, we're going to use some of the suggestions in the Let's Pray 
um, guide this week and we're asked to, to pray for Tori McLeod who's a youth outreach worker in Movilla. We're asked to pray for the church in Drogheda in County Meath. And as we do that, uh, today we are going to be having a, a planning meeting for our next season of our drop-in. And we want to pray for that. And we want to remember the outreaches that have taken place over the summer here with CSSM and On the Edge at New Horizon. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer and we give you thanks for this message from Paul, that it's not our achievements that we need to boast in, but it's our weaknesses. It's our weaknesses that show your greatness and your splendor and your majesty. And so, Lord, we trust in you this day and we ask that you would help us to see you in our limitations and to glorify you in our lives. Lord, we pray for outreach work. We think of Tori McClelland, um, a youth worker in Movilla. And uh, we pray for the church there and we pray for the leaders and helpers as they seek to reach out into the local community. We pray for the church in Drogheda and for the Holiday Bible Club that took place in August. And Lord, we pray for Port Stewart and for CSSM and a couple of weeks with hundreds of children coming along at the beginning of July. And indeed, Lord, we pray for CSSM at many different locations uh, throughout the summer. Pray also, Lord, for the um, Exodus teams that went overseas and uh, also locally. Uh, we think of Eden and Claudia as they went to Donacadee. And we thank you, Lord, for the time that they had there and for the experience that they've had. And we pray that you would bless us when they report back to us. And so, Lord, we give you praise today and we thank you once again for all of your goodnesses and the things, Lord, that we realise that we can't do, we recognise that we can do through you. So, Lord, be with us. In Jesus' name, amen.